You're listening to episode 113 of the Master Your Mind, Business, and Life podcast. Imagine traveling to over 27 countries and four continents while paying off student loans and saving money. That's exactly what this week's guest did. Danielle Desir is an author and founder of The Thought Card, an affordable travel finance blog and podcast about affording travel, paying off debt, and building wealth. Danielle is full of high-vibing energy and great tips. I can't wait to share this one with you. If something resonates with you today, be sure to share it with a friend or screenshot that you're listening. Share it on social media and tag me in it at MindBizLife. This week's episode is sponsored by Spiritually Seeking. Throughout the month of April, when you head over to spirituallyseeking.com and use the promo code PODCAST, you'll receive 10% off your order. If you're looking for guidance, you can score a personalized card reading or even a one-on-one private spiritual guidance session with yours truly. And if you want to dive deeper into self-awareness, check out the personalized numerology report. It's all available for you at spiritually-seeking.com. Remember to use the promo code PODCAST to score 10% off. Are you ready to meet Danielle? You know what to do. Tune in, turn it up. Let's go. You're listening to Master Your Mind, Business and Life. Conversations with everyday world shifters, truth seekers, and rule breakers. Here's your host, Lauren Smith. Hey everyone, it's Lauren Smith. Welcome back to another episode. Today's guest is Danielle Desir. Danielle is an author and the founder of The Thought Card. Hey, Danielle, welcome to the show. I'm excited to connect with you today. Me too, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me today. When I read on your website that you've traveled to over 27 countries and four continents while paying off student loans and saving money, all I could think was, all right, what's this girl's secret recipe? (laughs) But before we really dive into that, I would just love to get to know you more and understand your journey. What really got you to the point of launching The Thought Card? Absolutely. So my blog, The Thought Card, is about to turn five years old. So for me... Happy birthday! (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. It is like so mind-boggling for me because I had so many limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. I am a Virgo. And if I read my horoscope, it says I'm analytical, I'm practical, numbers driven. And it's really true. Like that's how I see myself. Mm-hmm. Even recently I took a brain test that tells you if you're left brain or right brain, if you're creative or not. And of course it said I was left brain and all the things that uh, I believed as being a creative, I didn't see it in myself. Like, I didn't see myself as a writer. I didn't see myself as someone who could maintain a blog, but I had a lot of thoughts in my head and I had a lot of thoughts that I wanted to share with the world. And my blog started originally as a lifestyle blog. So really just random thoughts and musings. Mm. And over time, I realized that my audience was resonating with my personal finance and travel content. So I geared my, my blog to be a affordable travel finance blog. So not only do we talk about how do you afford to travel, but also how do you pay off debt and build wealth? I'm a millennial and a lot of us have tons of student loan debt. A lot lot of student loan debt. So my goal was really to, to be transparent and to spotlight what it was like having the debt in my journey and and really 
how I was trying to pay it off while also traveling. Mm. A lot of times people have this idea that you have to wait until retirement to travel, or you have to wait until after certain milestones in life to do certain things. And my brand is all about debunking that. I absolutely love that because, and it also just makes me wonder, is that a millennial type mindset, right? I think as millennials, we're a little bit more fearless to kind of be like, I'm not waiting like you did. Like I can do both. Why not? You know, just kind of like break those, those limits that maybe the older generation has set. And I, I love that you touched on why wait until you're older to travel. My grandparents just traveled abroad and they had a hard time because of like knee surgeries and things like that. So it's like, dang, it's not so great. If you wait, why not do it now? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, for sure, when I get older, I definitely want to enjoy lots of travel during retirement. Definitely. That's definitely one of the things I want to do, but there's a long way to that road. So why can't we try to figure out our finances and be creative in our approach that we can afford the things that we're really, really passionate about? Mm, And let's be real that life is life. And sometimes we don't all make it to retirement. So yeah, we can't just keep waiting for that. And I love that you're focused Oh, money. Yes. Student loan debts are crippling and it kind of stinks when you're speaking to someone and they say, put all your fun to side. Can't have any fun while you're paying off debt because then that almost makes you not want to pay off debt. Right. You're like, okay, well, this isn't fun. So how do you balance the two? How are you so diligent with still making sure, you know, you're aggressively getting to your money goals while still traveling? Yes. I would say that I'm a multifaceted saver. So my approach to saving money is I'm working on multiple things and multiple goals at the same time. The reason behind that ideology is because whatever you're doing, saving, paying off debt, it's exhausting. It's a long journey. We spend money so fast, but the process to actually put that money away, it's really long. Mm -hmm. So I prefer to take the slow and steady approach by doing multiple things at the same time. So I'm kind of tearing things up instead of doing one goal and then moving on to next. So for example, when I was paying off my $63,000 student loan debt, I decided to also simultaneously slowly save up for a house because I wanted as soon as my debt to be done for me to move out of my mom's house and start living my adult life. I did not want to start saving for a house after paying off the debt. So that is really my multifaceted approach. And even now, like I still save for multiple things at the same time. The one thing I would say, though, if you are taking that approach, you have to be conscious that you're, you might not get to your goals as quickly as possible because perhaps it would have taken me two years or maybe three years to pay off my debt. But because I was saving, also putting money aside for something else, it took me a little bit longer. But for me, it's just more rewarding for me to have multiple pots burning at the same time. Yeah, I know. I, lo- I absolutely love that. And I love that you've just broken it down in such a simple way. What are the first steps you recommend to getting started with saving money for travel? Because, you know, sometimes if you're in that, that hard spot, you can be like, well, where do I even get this extra money from? Yes, absolutely. So the first thing I always say is to start a travel fund because that's free. Like you don't necessarily need to pay money to start a new bank account devoted to your travel savings. There's plenty of online banks right now who would happily help you to open a bank account for free, <laughs> like um, Alibank, Capital One 360, Schwab. They're all online banks that you could open up a free bank account with. And the reason why I like to have a separate bank account is because number one, it's easier to track by itself 
itself. Like you can log in and you see your balance right there. You don't have to think about, oh, I have to take off this bill or this bill out of that, subtract, no. At a glance, you know exactly what you're working with and you can make a determination if you can book that travel or not. Number two, it just really helps for me to not commingle funds. It's really hard, even though I would say that I'm pretty good at personal finances, that it's really hard for me to keep everything all in one big account, which is probably why I have more than 11 at this point. I have more than wow. <laughs> I was about to say, how do you keep up with them like Virgo? <laughs> okay. So the, re- the, way, the way I keep up with them, a lot of them, I just direct deposit into the account. Hmm, and okay. so that makes it easy for me because I don't have to worry about the funds going in. Like I'm not manually making sure that funds go in. Right. And when I determine which accounts to open, it's usually the bills that are very important. For example, my mortgage, like I definitely want to make sure that it's taken out right off the top. And usually the bills that I struggle with, like my cable bill. And if you're a day late, like they pay, like you have to pay a $10 extra fee. So like those like silly bills that usually get through the cracks are the ones that I decide to designate a separate bank account for. And that's really how I'm able to manage. I even have a bank account for my grocery bills, just because I just want to keep that separate and not co-mingle with everything else. So that's why I'm a big advocate of having a vacation fund. I would take it a step further and also name your vacation fund. Make it fun. And that also helps you to visualize like what is this money going to do for you? Is it going to help you go to Disney World or go to that you know bucket list trip to Japan? Whatever that is, name it um, so that it could just bring it a little bit more real. Mm, the third I love thing, that. Yeah. The third thing I would also say, again, we talked about it briefly was the direct deposit. So if you have an employer, ask them to direct deposit your funds into your travel fund. So again, it's like out of sight, out of mind, and you could watch it grow. Mm, I love that. Is there any type of when you're adding these funds, like do you have a particular bank account set up that maybe is like giving you more interest towards it? Or how do you choose that? Yes. So there are several different types of bank accounts that you could have. Usually the checking accounts have a smaller interest rate, but you can do as many withdrawals as you want, which is important because if you're a traveler and you travel all the time, you don't want to have the restrictions of only withdrawing six times, which savings accounts only allow you to draw six times. And if you withdraw more than that, you get hit with penalties. So I personally just keep my uh, funds in a checking account just because I just don't want to have to worry about the limitations of withdrawing. But you can definitely do like a money market. Those offer usually higher interest rates or savings um, as well. Smart. Good deal. Well, you, you said in the beginning that you realized that you had a lot of limiting beliefs. And we talk a lot about mindset on the show because let's be real. Mindset is everything. So how do you shift your mindset into having a travel abundant life? Yes. Okay. So I really have to make a decision, like how important is travel to me? Mm. And I think a lot of people see travel as like a thing that they do once in a while to reward themselves for working so hard, like a vacation. They just do it, you know, a couple times a year, maybe. But for me, I decided that travel will be incorporated in my lifestyle. Mm. And there's a very big difference between vacation once in a while or having a travel abundant lifestyle. 
And I think that's the reason why the finance piece is so critical because once you make a decision that you want to make travel an important part of your lifestyle, like everything else, you have to fit it into your, your budget, your spending plan. And that's why for me, I treat travel just like a recurring bill. So there's two parts. One of it is making a decision. How important is travel to you? Do you want travel to be infused in your lifestyle? Do you want it to be part of who you are? Like for me, travel is synonymous with Danielle Desir. Like that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But it, it, I know it would not have been possible if I did not add the action piece, which is making sure that I have a separate bank account, which is making sure that I have a direct deposit, making sure that it's part of my budget. It's seen as a bill in my budgeting system. So that's like my, uh, my workflow there. Mm, I love that you followed that up with action because we can set the intention all day long, but if you're not taking the action, that intention is going to fall through. Yes. Another thing I would say also that has helped me to have this travel abundant lifestyle is seeing so many opportunities to travel affordably. Mm. I love that because it allows me to see like, like, for example, if I see a cheap flight to Europe, let's say for $270, I'm like, wow, this is an amazing deal. That's less than it costs to even go to the West coast. So I personally don't want to miss out on these amazing opportunities, which inspires me to save more money to have stashed away so that when I do see an amazing deal, I can say yes. So Mm -hmm. that I, I think you have to find like little things that inspire you in your journey um, to make you want to pursue things even more. And for me, finding those white deals, finding those cheap flights makes me just want to have more stashed away for travel. Oh, I love that. And also like when I, I don't know if you're like me, but when I get a good deal, it's almost like a natural high. I'm like, oh <laughs> yes, like it feels so good. I'm like, it why? Does. It's almost like an addiction to it. I'm like, oh, I can do better next time. So speaking exactly. of which, I feel like this is always everyone's go-to question. Do you have any money saving hacks when it comes to booking trips? Like particular days of the week or the best sites to check out? Yes. So I would say days of the week is an old myth. So most uh, financially savvy travelers won't listen to that. I think it was like Tuesday or Wednesday they used to say. That's not really uh, relevant these days because flights change about 60 times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're just fluctuating all of the times. However, there are a couple of sites that I live by Uh, Google Flights has helped me to uh, inspire me to like see different places in terms of like things that I might not have even thought about based on price, destinations that may not have been in my radar. And it also allows you to track your flight prices. So if you see a place that you want to go to and you have some dates in mind, you can just click a track flight button and Google Flights will email you anytime that there's any fluctuations going up or down. So you can make a determination if you want to buy right now. So I love having those eyes, 24-7 eyes on my prices, which is Now, uh, the second thing I would also say, because I I think it's also important to mention, like you have to determine what's important in your, uh, your travel style. I don't think people put enough emphasis on like how you travel Mm -hmm. and your finances should align with the things that you value when you travel. So for example, for me, I do not value flights. Like I'm not, I'm not interested in business class or first class, even though I get jealous sometimes, like I would love to do it, but in terms of (laughs) the finances, like it doesn't really, like, it's not a big deal for me to be economy. 
So I'm not going to spend a lot of money on flights. However, I love to go on walking tours and food tours. And I like to go to the highest viewpoint in the city or on day trips and things like that, or like a really nice restaurant. Um, So I want to have my money for that I saved up for this trip to be spent on the things that are important to me, not the flight. You know, the second piece about that travel style is really determining also what kind of quote unquote trip are you taking? Are you taking a trip versus are you taking a vacation? Mm. And everyone's, everyone's definition of these two will be very, very different. But for me, yeah, I was just about to ask. I'm like, hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So everyone's different. It's going to be different. But for me, a trip is more of cultural immersion, sightseeing, on the ground, out all day, museums, tours, walking, exhausted at the end of the day. So that is for me what a trip ideally is. A vacation is more relaxing, more on the beach, more you just like resort. Exactly. All inclusive, you know, not doing as many things like my itinerary is not filled to the brim. So those are my definitions of a trip and a vacation. And before I set sail on any of these adventures, I have to sit down and determine like, which of these are, are we doing? Like, are we doing a trip? Or are we doing a vacation? Because if you don't have the right expectations, your your vacation experience might be a little bit dampered. Like there's, I'm sure everyone has been in a place and they were like, oh, I really wanted to do more here, right? Um, but because of that nation was maybe limited in the offerings that they had, it became more of a vacation, even though you really wanted to go out there and it to be like a more of a trip. So those yeah. are my like mind frame things that I think about. Oh, I love that. That is so good to think about. And I feel like now I need to start thinking about that more mindfully when it comes to trips or vacations, because also if you're traveling with other people and you're not on the same page, and maybe you were expecting to be more adventurous having a trip and they were thinking it's a vacation, that that could really, that misalignment could put some damper in your fun. Yes. When I travel with my, my best friends, we always look at each other at the airport. We're like, what is this? Did you bring your laptop? Are we working on here? You know, are we working on this trip or, you know, yeah. it's vacation? so it's really good to just kind of, to put it out there and, and let everyone um, know what their expectations are. And it will definitely play a big factor in like how you spend your money when you are actually at a destination. Mm, I love it. These are all great tips. All right. We got to get real for a second coronavirus is like hitting everywhere like crazy right now and flights are being impacted. I think I had four emails at minimum today. Like, and this is when I looked earlier that we're talking about cheap flights because no one's really traveling. Are you personally taking advantage of the cheaper flights or are you just choosing to remain more cautious with your travel plans? I personally am choosing to remain more cautious with my travel plans. So I am, the only big trip I have planned coming up is to go to Spain in May. And at the time of this recording, it's March now. So it's really hard to tell in two months where things will be. But in terms of for taking flights and traveling, I am really taking precautions and not traveling at this time. And I think a big part of it is because I was actually in China in December of 2019. Oh, dang. And I actually landed in Wuhan 
And then I took a connecting flight to Beijing. So I literally missed it, like just missed it completely, barely. So I'm just like, you know what? Let me just slow down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it's definitely like a personal preference. Like there are, I I definitely feel like the airlines will be hurting right now. They are being, um, I think they're being also very accommodating because they're allowing a lot of people to uh, postpone their trips and they give even for me, I had a trip plan and I was able to cancel for a full year. I could reschedule it for a year. So they are accommodating, which is really, really good. But um, it's definitely a personal preference, but I personally am not going to be traveling um, right now. Yeah. Do you personally get like traveler's insurance for your trip so that if something does like does happen such as this, that you're protected, you know, money wise? Yes. So I actually have not, but it's definitely something that has been on my radar. I would definitely recommend it though, just in case, because you just never, you just never know. And it's not that expensive, to be honest. Even when you are booking your flights, at the end of the booking, they'll still say, do you want to have this uh, flight protection? And sometimes I do do it based off of like, I'm not really sure if I want to book it now and and not sure. Um, The other thing I would also say is that a lot of American airlines also allow you to cancel your flight within 24 hours as well, Mm, which is very important to know. So even if you find a good flight deal and you book it and you're like, I just don't think I could do this. If you call them within 24 hours, they usually could just cancel it. No problem. So one time I had booked a flight. um, So I'm in Florida, but I was going home to Maryland and I booked a flight. Like, I don't know, maybe it was a Monday. And the next day they had this like, it was frontier. So, you know, like no, no thrills on, on this flight, but I mean, and I wasn't, I didn't even like pay that much for the round trip. Right. But the next day they offered $15 flights one way. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm getting a $30 flight round trip. I can do a backpack because of course they upcharge for everything. I'm like, yeah, I, I can make this a backpack trip. So I went ahead and I booked that flight. And then it was just like you said, you call in super easy within 24 hours and I canceled my more expensive flight. So even then that was the same airline. I just got a better deal on it. That's a win. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes me like excited. Like yeah, <laughs> so much money. <laughs> I know, right? And that's I was like, oh. And so when people sometimes, then then to me, like I I also put my own worth on a flight too, right? And that's for everyone to decide of what you feel it is. So sometimes when people are like, yeah, I'm getting a flight to Florida, and that was a pretty good deal at like two hundred and fifty dollars. I was like. Ew, <laughs> like that's an awful deal. But again, like that's my perception of it. And I'm like, well, I got a $30 round trip flight. So exactly. of course, 250 sounds a little high to me. Exactly. And exactly what you're mentioning, I like to call it a flight price baseline. Mm. That you're very privy to knowing how much you generally want to spend to go to a particular destination. And that becomes like your new bar, which is why for me coming from New York city to go to Europe, I don't spend anywhere over $330 because I've seen so many deals that are less than that. So I'm not going to spend more than that. So I just like to call it a flight price. Oh yeah. That is so cool. I love that. Yeah. And it's the same thing. Like you, it's like when you're driving around and you're looking at a gas station and the, the gas across the street is like 265 and then the, the other gas station's 240. Well, You're like, whoa, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go to the cheaper one. What's everyone even doing over there? <laughs> yes. What are you doing? I love it. You've just provided so many great tips and 
just different ways to start thinking about how we travel. I know you have an abundance amount of resources on your website and you just share so much on social media. Will you tell our audience where they can go to connect with you further? Yes. Well, there are tons of places. Um, you could start off with my blog, thoughtcar.com. Again, it's an affordable travel finance blog. I talk about all destinations I've been to as well as my personal finance journey and tips. I also have a podcast called The Thought Card Podcast, available anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, I have a new book called Affording Travel. And I think that'll be perfect uh, after this discussion because it literally shares step-by-step my process for saving for travel and making travel financial priority in your life. And feel free to connect with me on social media. I'm at The Thought Card on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mm, I love it. Okay, I have to hit you with one last question. What has been your favorite trip slash vacation? And you can give me two different answers <laughs> since they are different things for you. Oh, well, so, okay. So this is really hard because if you would have asked me this like before my trip to China, I would have said just Iceland and Bermuda are like my top two mm. places in the world. They're actually the most expensive places in the world. Uh, but, Interesting. But still, they're still amazing. I love Iceland because it's very natural, glaciers, volcanoes, lava caves, uh, Icelandic horses, and it's just waterfalls. And it's so just naturally, stunningly beautiful. Bermuda, pink sand beaches, rum punch, just relaxing <laughs> vibe. Yeah. And it's a small island. Like it's, it's not yeah. that big. So that's really, really great. However, when I went to China, I just fell in love mm. with the Chinese culture, the food, the architecture. Every city was like so massive and huge and very unique. So I would love, love, love to go to go back one day. Um, so those are my top three, I would say for now. I love it. Man, now you've just added a couple of my bucket list. I don't think I've even thought of Iceland, but now I'm like, I need to go to Iceland. <laughs> so I've been there three times. Like I, oh. hands down, it's one of my favorite places. Like I, just, oh. I just can't wait to go again. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I now need to go stalk your social media because I'm like, I'm sure she's got some good <laughs> pictures on there. I'm going to have to see it. Danielle, thank you so much for joining me today and just bringing your light to this conversation. You've hit us with so many great tips and I've really enjoyed connecting with you. Me too. Thank you again. I just adore Danielle. And it was so funny because right after we spoke to one another, we each tweeted a similar message about our conversation. I just love a good soul family connection. Be sure to connect with Danielle. I've linked her website, social channels, and her book on this week's episode notes found on mindbizlife.com. Don't forget to join me on Friday for a new episode of Fuel Your Life Friday. But until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.